0: I'm sharing with you this morning about believing God for breakthrough. I want to say that again with a little bit more passion, believing God for breakthrough. And you can turn so long to 2 Samuel chapter 5, we'll get there in a few moments time. And uh, before we read that passage of scripture, five verses of scripture, I'd like to ask that you, right at the start now, that you begin to think of one or two areas in your life where you really need breakthrough in one or two areas. And let's keep those areas in mind during the sharing of this message. Because at the end, we will present them to God. Present just those one or two areas. I'm not asking you to come up with a list of six or seven. There may be many more areas. But we're just gonna look at one or two where we wanna bring them to the Lord and say, God, we are trusting you for extraordinary breakthrough in these areas. Maybe you might need breakthrough today in the area of your children. Things are not quite going as you believe they should go, as you desire to see it going with your children. You could believe God for breakthrough in their lives. Maybe your children aren't serving God as they should. Why don't we believe for God to bring about change? Or maybe you are struggling in your emotions. And you say, John, it's just not going well with me. You know, secretly, I'm really struggling. Outwardly, people don't know, but in my emotions, I'm really struggling. And I believe that we can ask the Lord for breakthrough in that area and that he would anoint you with the oil of joy once again. Or maybe you're listening today and you're facing severe challenges at work That might be an area that you want to bring before the Lord and say, God, I am trusting you in this regard. Let's look at God's Word. 2 Samuel 5, verse 17 to 21. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, now, when the Philistines had heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, All the Philistines went up to search for David. And when David heard of it, uh, sorry, and David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim, that is the valley of giants. And so they had spread themselves out across that valley while Paul was in a stronghold in a mountain area. So, David inquired of the Lord, don't you love that? Saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. Isn't it wonderful when God gives you a word and you know there's victory and you can stand on that word? Well, that's what he did for David. He said to David, go up, for I will doubtless Deliver the Philistines into your hand. Verse 20, so David went to baal Perizm, and David defeated them there. Right there in that moment, they were defeated. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, he called the name of that place Baal-Pirizim. And they left their images there, and David and his men carried them away. By the way, just for the millennial generation, that doesn't mean they left their photos on the battlefield, okay? (laughs) They left their idols there. Now, I'd like to read the same five verses in another translation, in the New Living Translation, because I want this to settle in a little bit more. Same verses, 17 to 21. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king of Israel, they mobilized all their forces to capture him. They didn't just send out a couple of elite, you know, hit team, the SWAT team or whatever. They mobilized all their forces to capture him. But David was told they were coming. So he went into the stronghold. The Philistines arrived and spread out across the valley of Rephaim. So David asked, should I go, asked the Lord, should I go out to fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? And the Lord replied to David, yes, go ahead. I will certainly hand them over to you. So David went to Baal Perizm and defeated the Philistines there. The Lord did it, David exclaimed. He burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So he named the name of that place, Baal Perism, uh, Perism, which means the Lord who bursts through. And the Philistines abandoned their idols there, so David and his men confiscated them. The Lord blessed the reading of his word, amen. So these idols were confiscated, and later on in Scripture, there is reference to those same idols having been burnt and destroyed in accordance with the law of God. Now, I wanna just point out to you that the Philistines were Israel's most powerful and feared enemy, but David conquered them, David defeated them. The message translation says, David smashed them to pieces. That sounds nice and descriptive. The King James Version says, David smote them, S M O T E. Maybe in a contemporary slang way, we could say David smoked that man. He smoked the enemy. (laughs) But what is also interesting here is that this defeat of the Philistines settled an old school from years ago where they had captured the Ark of the Covenant. And now an old score was settled. That disgrace of the people of God losing the Ark of the Covenant, that was now over and the score is now settled. Now, I'd like to place special emphasis and please keep your Bible open as we're sharing so you can look back to one or two verses. I'd like to place special emphasis on the following verse, verse 20. If you haven't highlighted it or marked it in your Bible, I'd encourage you to do so. David said and this is from the King James Version. The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, he called the name of that place Baal Perism. Now, in that verse 20, I'd like you to notice these words, broken through. And I'd like you to notice the word breakthrough. Doesn't that sound good? Breakthrough. I want to ask you, is there anybody that is listening to me today that you can identify and you can say, John, I can really do with some breakthrough in my life today? Anybody that can agree with that? And God gave David this great and immense victory. And David was so overwhelmed by this victory that he even decided, I have to name this place in honor of the powerful victory that God gave me, and I will call it Baal Perism." which means master of breakthroughs, or as more commonly referred to, the God of the breakthrough. I love that. The God of the breakthrough. Please say that with me. The God of the breakthrough. One more time. The God of the breakthrough. And that's what he called that place. Balperism, the God of the breakthrough. Now, one thing that I find quite important is that David compared... God's power to the bursting forth of water. It's quite an interesting picture. He described God's power as being like a flood that burst through in that moment. And I wanna tell you, when the God of breakthrough shows up and releases his power, it is like a flood of his goodness, like a flood of his victory, like a flood of his favor, like a flood of his breakthrough, amen? Amen when the God of breakthrough shows up. Just think about how powerful water can be for a moment. If you just have four or five feet of rushing water, it can literally lift up a big four by four and just shove and shunt it all over the place because water can be very powerful. I've seen on TV how floods can carry a whole house down the river. It's quite scary to see. One time, Andre and I, we were in far northern Kruger area, um, and at a large environment there, they were telling us how about a year before, the floods, the massive floods had come through that area and they said the the river had completely swelled its banks and gone a lot wider, and they said you would just see things coming down the river. From lodges higher up, you would see their big game drive vehicles, their big Land Cruisers and Land Rovers just bouncing down the river. You would see these big water tanks just going down the river, massive debris, massive trees. And it's it's interesting, because nothing can stop the force of that water. Anything that is in its way will literally be wiped out. Now listen, you, as you're listening to me today, you might be facing some massive difficulties in your life. There might be some huge problems that you've been facing. There might be dreams that you have been trusting God to fulfill for a long time, but there's obstacles to those dreams. But I wanna tell you to know this, that God can release a flood of His power, a flood of His heavenly water, and He can clear the way before you. And by His power, you can experience breakthrough. Come on, can anybody get excited today? You can experience breakthrough, the release of His power. And I wanna encourage you in terms of this, what David experienced was not just a trickle. It was not just a stream. He described this as like a breakthrough, a bursting through of water. And so I wanna say, don't just expect a trickle. Don't just expect a stream. Expect a flood, a mighty flood of breakthrough that God can bring about because God says, it shall be, according, it shall be to you according to your faith. What are you believing for? A big breakthrough or just a little stream? I believe that we should ask God for big things. Do you know what? God, I believe he never says, the audacity of my children asking me for such big and and powerful breakthroughs. You know what? I believe God is saying, I wish they would ask me for more because I can do exceedingly abundantly above everything that you can ask or think. And God is often saying, why are you asking for such more things when I'm the Lord of all, the the maker of heaven and earth? Because when God opens up his floodgates, there is no match for him. It says in Exodus 34, verse 10, God says, I will do marvels such as not have been done in all the earth, nor in any nation. And all the people among you, shall see the work of the Lord. Listen to this last line. For it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. Now, when God says the word awesome, he's not exaggerating like many times we do. You know, how is that? It was awesome. No, no, no. When God says it's awesome, it is really and truly awesome. And so here God says it is an awesome thing that I will do with you, my people, And it's wonderful to know that truly, his plans for our life are awesome and they are wonderful. I wanna ask you a question as I'm sharing this today. I wanna ask you this question. Will you let this seed of faith about breakthrough find root in your heart? Will you let it find fertile soil? Or are you gonna come up with all sorts of excuses and say, John, you don't understand, I've had real disappointments in my life I've stopped I've stopped believing. I've I've given up. I've had heartache, John. You don't understand. There's prayers that I've prayed and, and I haven't seen the answers to them. And you might be sitting today and you say, well, actually, I have become skeptical. You know what? Skeptical is not a good place to stay. Rather, do not stay in that place. And instead, I wanna encourage you, child of God, choose to believe again. Come on, choose to hope again. And would you even go further and actually tell your heart to beat again? There's some people whose hearts, they're like dead, they're not believing anymore. Would you tell your heart to beat again? Can I get an amen? Because you know what? God can still do it. You might think the dream is dead and God says the dream is not dead. The Lord spoke a word to me regarding that recently. But you can still meet the right person. You can still be full of joy in your life. You can still buy your own home. Come on, begin to dream again but I believe that we need to come into agreement with God and say, yes, Lord, I'm believing you for breakthrough, and I'm expecting a flood of breakthrough because, child of God, if God could do it for David, he can do it for you, amen? It says in verse 17, it says, when the Israelites, sorry, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they tried to capture him. Isn't it interesting how the devil will always try to destroy God's plan for your life? He will always try to put obstacles in your way. And so David, he had only just become king. So many years earlier, the prophet Samuel had come and anointed him as king, and eventually now he's not only ruling over Judah, but over Israel, the whole of Israel, he is now ruling over. And he is finally entering into his destiny And all of a sudden, the enemy is trying his luck. He's trying to destroy God's plan for David's life. But God had a plan in the midst of all of this. Notice, the enemy came to David at a vulnerable time because he had only just been appointed over the whole of Israel. So perhaps he hadn't yet got a chance to extend and build his army further. They attacked him at a weak and a vulnerable time. But you know what? The enemy will most likely try the same in your life. He will try to disrupt the plans of God for your life. He will try to throw you off course. He will try to frustrate you. But I wanna tell you that there is no demon in hell that can ever, 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 ever stop the plans and the purposes of God because our God is greater, amen, Something else which is interesting is in verse 19, it says, So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up. Now, I want to ask you, when you face a trial, a difficulty like David faced, what do you do? How do you respond? We're facing a difficulty in our nation at this point in time. How do you respond? Do you get down? Does it affect your confession? Do you start to say all the wrong things? Or do you perhaps inquire of the Lord like David did? I love the fact that he inquired of the Lord. And it wasn't only on this occasion that he inquired of the Lord, it was many times. If I have it correct, the Bible records nine occurrences where David went before the Lord and said, God, what shall I do? And David's way of inquiring of the Lord actually shows us that he was a man of prayer. It was important for him to seek the will of the Lord. He didn't want to make a move unless he made it in the plans and the counsel and purposes of God and i want to see say that we need to be like that we need to be like david when we encounter the biggest obstacles which we cannot move that we go to the lord and we inquire of the lord and we say lord help me what should i do because god's plans are better than your plans and so we need to seek the lord's counsel like david did because if we want to have blessing and breakthrough in our lives, we need to listen to the voice of the Lord, amen? And we also need to listen to the word of the Lord. Joshua 1 verse eight says the following, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, notice the confession, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. David had success in the situation because he had inquired from the Lord. And notice that David's prayer was answered. God answered him. He said, I will deliver them. And the promise was given that he would experience victory. Folks, I wanna declare today that God is still a God that performs miracles. Can I give an amen? God is still a God that performs miracles. And like that song that is playing lately quite often, he's not gonna run out of miracles anytime soon, amen. He's still the God of miracles. And I wanna read to you Psalm 145, verse four to six. It says, one generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts and I will declare your greatness. Now notice these phrases, your works, your mighty acts, your wondrous works, your awesome acts. Notice those words. And do you know what? These are the actual words of David. This is David speaking. And boy, oh boy, he sure had the right to speak. Because he had seen firsthand how God can do these mighty works, these awesome works. He had seen how the Philistines were defeated before him like a flood right before his eyes. You know what? David had no doubt in his mind that God could defeat the enemy. And he had no doubt in his mind that he served the God of the breakthrough. Amen? And I believe that you and I should have that same faith in our hearts that we have no doubt. We serve the God of the breakthrough it says in Isaiah 59 verse 59 verse 19 it says when the enemy comes in like a flood the spirit of the lord will lift up a standard against him now many theologians believe that that comma has been placed in the wrong place in the translation process And instead of it being after the word flood, they are suggesting that it should have been after the word in. Now, about 18, 20 years ago, I heard about that. I didn't really like that. I wasn't sure if I agreed, but as I did my own research, I found that there's really merit in what they are saying. But if it was that the comma should shift to be after the word in, then it would sound like this. When the enemy comes in, comma, Like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And you know, this would rightly emphasize God's power instead of the enemy's power because it is his power that is like a flood. And David saw his power bursting forth like a flood on that day. And so I wanna say to you over South Africa, over your situation, that when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. And so let me tell you this, that God can release a flood of his breakthrough in your life. He can release a flood of blessing. He can release a flood of restoration. I want to tell you, I am a living testimony of God having released a flood of restoration in my life. He can release a flood of healing in your body. He can release a flood of favor. He can re- release a flood of provision. He can release a flood of victory. And that is what God did for David when he crushed the Philistine army. And so afterwards, David called that place Baal Perizm, which means the God of the breakthrough. And you know, I believe that whenever David would pass by that area later on, he would pass by Baal and he would say, you know what? I remember, I will never forget that place. That is ball perism. It's the God of the breakthrough. Later on, maybe some of David's mighty men who were close to him, they would go past that place, walking past that place. It wasn't too far outside of Jerusalem, and they would say, you know what? That place, ball the God of the breakthrough. Maybe years later, David's children or David's grandchildren, maybe even his great-grandchildren, they would walk past that place and you would say, they would say, you know what? My granddad told me about this place. My dad told me, my granddad, whatever, whatever, told me that there was a mighty victory. And this is ball parism because he is the God of the breakthrough. Come on, amen. You know what? I believe that we all need some ball parisms in our lives sometimes or some places where the God of the breakthrough did something truly amazing for us, where God maybe promoted you or protected you. Maybe he visited your house. Maybe God delivered you or God favored you. I wanna say this, child of God, every time I drive onto the grounds of our church, Choose Life Church, I am reminded that this is a ball perism, a place of mighty breakthrough from God where God released his favor in an incredible way and where God released his restoration in an incredible way. So let faith arise in your heart today, amen? Let faith arise. Do you receive the word of the Lord? Come on, I want a louder amen. 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 Now, we're gonna end off in prayer right now. And I asked you at the beginning of this message, I asked you to think about one or two areas in your life where you really need breakthrough. Do you know it matters that you present it to God? Do you know that it matters that you commit this care to the Lord? And so what are those areas? I wanna ask that you just hold one or two in your heart before the Lord right now we're going to present them to the Lord and we're going to call upon the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to bring about extraordinary breakthrough in that area. Why don't you just stand with me, those that are in the house right now, stand with me. Even at home, perhaps you just want to stand, recognizing that this is a, a solemn moment as we place this before the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we have heard your word to us today, and we come into agreement, receiving the seed of faith into our hearts that indeed we serve the God of the breakthrough. We serve the God that says in Exodus 34 verse 10 that surely it is an awesome thing that he will do with us. And so, Father, right now, we come before you in faith, looking to you as the great I am. And right now, we present these one or two areas to the Lord right now. Now, you take that moment and you bring that area to mind, that one area to mind. Or maybe there's a second area that you also wanna bring to mind. Now, give those things to the God of the breakthrough. Give those things over to him right now. We present that to you. We give that to you. Like David came before you in his time of trouble, we give that to you. And now we ask, Lord, that you would do extraordinary things, awesome things in regard to that, But we believe that the mighty floodwater of God will burst through into that situation, will burst and break down our enemies, will burst and remove obstacles, will burst and create a way where there seems to be no way. And Lord, we make this commitment to you that as and when we see those breakthroughs, we will honor you. We will not take the credit, but we will honor you as the God of the breakthrough. So we thank you, Lord, for this time together in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, and God bless you.